This is now. Welcome to the carnival. The arrival. Come on, Spanish Harlem. All right, welcome back to Holland's Random Ramblings from the Road, coming to you live and direct from the Honda Fit Studios. What's up, y'all? If you guys ever need a good little warm up in the middle of winter, Guantanamera, Wyclef Jean, any, basically any Guantanamera, it's like one of the most covered kind of Latin songs there is, uh, I absolutely love that song, that's on my, not that particular version, the Wyclef Jean version, but certainly the Celia Cruz version, Guantanamera, uh, you want to warm up in the middle of winter, you just put that on and you're, you're there man, you are there, uh, anyway, yeah, Wyclef Jean, man. I I think he's super underrated. If you ever are looking for something to watch, if you like Wyclef Jean, watch his Tiny Desk. It's really good. He's he's talented, man. He can play the guitar and sing, and he uh, he he I, I, he's funny. He's got great lyrics. He's uh, he's 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 underrated as far as I'm concerned. He really is. And that song Guantanamera. I mean, it's got Lauren Hill, Wyclef Jean. It's got Guantanamera in there. It's got Celia Cruz. It's it's a fucking perfect song. It, it, perfect hip-hop song. Anyway, how you guys doing? Welcome back to the podcast. It's a cold day. It, wasn't it just last week or last podcast? I was talking about how things are warming up and we're moving out of the woods and are getting closer to spring. And ah, man, holy shit, it's cold again today. But one step forward, two steps back, you guys, just like the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, let's not let's not even go let's not even go there uh, that's depressing speaking of depressing uh, I have been off sweets now for two weeks I a couple weeks back I woke up one morning and I I got I got to actually I got to work and I was like oh I don't think I've had breakfast yet I was like oh wait a minute yes I have I had breakfast I eat half a bag of bark thins um, and then I was like wait a minute this is this is this is getting out of control nothing's nothing's fitting the pants are like I had to do like what my wife does and she ties like a hair tie around the button of her pants just to get them to fit you know when they're when the women are pregnant uh I'm not pregnant but shit is tight you know what I'm saying um so I I was like hey enough with the bark thins for breakfast I was like you know what Uh, easy one I'm gonna see if I can do it because I actually think I have like an addiction to sweets I cut out all sweets for a month uh so I haven't I haven't had any sweets or treats in two weeks now and i i'm it's getting easier but for that first week it was hard kicking a cold turkey like i should be tapering off they should make a methadone for sweets it was so bad i was craving the sweet so bad i almost ate a vitamin c just because i knew it would kind of like have sweetness to it that's how bad it was for a while i was i was jonesing vitamin C because you know you could trick yourself well it's just a vitamin but I wasn't eating it for the vitamin content I was eating it because it was like a candy which is fucked up anyway how's it going Colin how's the uh the weight loss going well I'm happy to report that I'm up three pounds since I cut out sweets guys so explain that to me I don't know but it sure makes me not want to stay off of this off of sweets for much longer Clearly, they were helping. 
bodies are weird, man. Once you get once you get over like 35, your body's like, yeah, all bets are off, bud. You just don't know what. Any given day, you wake up, you don't. It's like, what is my body gonna throw at me today? Like, what is it today? Like this morning, I got this fucking crazy creak in my neck, uh, like a like a ripped, ripped, really sore neck muscle, pain in the neck. You know, you just never. Any day you wake up, it's like I got this ache, I got this pain. You never, you never know. It's like an old car, right? Some days it's not going to start. Some days it's oh look, the loose tie rod there. Oh, better get that fixed. Yeah. Oh, got a little shimmy and a shake. Oh, won't start. It's, it's engine's flooded. You never know. Same thing with the body. The old body. Forty-seven. It actually hasn't done me too bad. I can't complain. I'm doing all right. Uh, all right. I got a new section of the podcast that I want to talk about this week. It's called The Best Purchases I Ever Made. So now, the question is, like, what makes it the best? What makes it the best purchase? I guess it's kind of like, it's sometimes it's like the best value, the best bang for the buck. It's like the... Something you bought and it just lasted forever, maybe. But just when you look back, you're like, man, that was money well spent. And we all have those. And I think it's important to do an accounting of those things. And so I'm here to share with you guys what my best purchases I ever made were. All right. The first one is this one, what I'm in right now, the Honda Fit, man. I mean, not only is it my place of business, my primary source of income. That's tough to say. Uh, But fucking Honda. We have two Hondas in our household. And I love them. And I love them. I love them so much. In fact, I would buy another one in a second. I would buy a Honda Fit. If if something ever happened, God forbid, ever happened to the Honda Fit, I would buy another one in a second. It's not the most comfortable. It's not the most quiet. But you know what? What it makes up for in comfort... It, uh, it's great on gas. It fucking chews through the snow like nobody's business because it's small and light. Uh, it actually handles really well on winter roads. It's incredibly useful. It's got all kinds of storage. Like, I mean, all kinds of storage. You can fit all kinds of crazy shit in here. Uh, it's functional for me, and it was, like, very affordable. So, for me, Honda Fit, two thumbs up, you guys. If you're in the market for a cheap car... Not that Hondas are cheap, but, you know, if you're looking for a car, Honda Fit, you can't do wrong. You can't go wrong. That being said, I think I've already picked out my next vehicle. I want you to Google the 2024 Toyota Prius. Now, don't, don't know, before you laugh, you're going, the Toyota Prius is the ugliest car on earth. Yeah, they were. They were. But look at the new Honda Prius. It's a hot car. It's a fucking hot car. Now, here, get this, right? Honda Prius or Toyota Prius all-wheel drive it's a plug-in hybrid it's a nice-looking car it's a Toyota 40 grand all right beat that find me an all-wheel drive hybrid with a Toyota name 40 grand I don't know And, and looks hot did I add that Second best purchase I ever made. Now, I made two purchases in 2023 that were like some of the best purchases I ever made, which was, which is, that's awesome. 
The first one is my Zogorushi rice cooker. I think I talked about this on a podcast in the past. This, I bought it at Costco. It was $130. Changed my life, you guys. It changed my family's life. I have always appreciated good rice, having lived in Asia for a couple years. In North America, we don't know a fucking thing about rice. We don't know how to make rice. We don't know what good rice tastes or look like. We don't know how to buy good rice. If you want to make a a major culinary change in the way you prepare food and eat food and enjoy food, buy yourself a rice cooker. Do yourself a favor. Get the Costco Zogarushi rice cooker. It makes fucking perfect rice every time. Japanese rice, basmati rice, Thai rice. It's fucking perfect every time. Love that thing. Love it. Um, The other one that I made or another purchase I made last year that is one of the best purchases I ever made is my Phillips coffee maker. Uh, I've talked about it a little bit in the past. It wasn't cheap. It was a little bit on the expensive side. You know, it was like $800. But we use that thing several times a day and it makes great coffee. It's easy. Uh, It's super customizable. I sound like I'm trying to sell you guys something right now. It just makes me happy every day. Tell me something that you use every day and you're like, yeah, I love that. That just, you know, like I use it sometimes twice a day myself and I fucking love it. And it just makes me happy and that's money well spent. All right. Uh, Third purchase of money well, money, best money I ever spent was my UE Mega Boom Spooker. Speaker. Spooker. Ultimate Ears is what the UE stands for. The whole Boom series and the whole their whole speaker series, you can't go wrong buying like a UE speaker product. They're unbelievable. I have owned three or four. I just keep upgrading in sizes and buying extra ones and used ones and whatever because I love them. And they eventually blow up because I drop them so many times and abuse them. But the uh, Mega Boom I've had for five years now and I use it again every day the battery life is still very good it sounds quite good for a portable little speaker Um, I fucking love it you can pair them I got a great app that comes with them but you don't need the app but they work flawlessly mega boom love it I'm saving up right now I'm gonna get the hyper boom which is the next level up the big boy again gonna join the big boy club here in 2024 and then that will be one of the best purchase I ever made next one this is another this is a major purchase major for me it's a major purchase uh, in 2017 2018 2017 I bought myself a MacBook Air uh, it was a big purchase it was a hard thing to do to justify spending $1,100 at the time on a fucking computer uh, when you can just go and buy a PC for like 400 bucks, but I never look back. I don't. I don't like the user interface. There's lots of things about that computer that piss me off. There's lots of things about Apple that piss me off. Lots of things about MacBooks that piss me off. Lots of things. But there's also lots of things about PC stuff that pisses me off too. But we just because we've had them all our lives, we're just used to it. And we just accept it. Like the fact that a PC laptop only lasts for two or three years and then it's garbage. Have you ever noticed that? They just don't seem to hold up. Um, this MacBook, <clears throat> no joke, I'm not I'm not exaggerating. It runs like the day I got it. 
it runs fucking flawlessly. And I know I already vented recently about how uh, Apple is starting to phase out the software on it, which is such bullshit because that's the thing. They know that people will use these fucking computers forever because they just work so well. So because the hardware isn't going to fail, they have to phase out the software. And they're like, wow, we're no longer supporting this, so you can't view this webpage. It's, uh, that pisses me off. But I got no regrets about buying this laptop. It's, it's fucking going strong. It's powerful. It's beautiful. It, or it, just, it just does. You tell it to do something, and it just does it. PCs can be finicky and funny. And, and yeah, they can be weird. It's, this is not. The last best money I ever spent, and I spend this money every month. I spend it every single month since 20 again, like, I don't know, 10, 2012, 2013, I don't know when it was, uh, my Spotify membership. Before that, it was RDO. I was a guy who used to spend probably $20, on average, $20 a month on CDs. I have still a, a quite large CD collection. Um, but spending that money on Spotify is gold. It is fucking gold. I get so much use out of it. I use it all day, all day, every day. Um, it's my lifeblood. And without that, I mean, it's 10 bucks. It's nothing, really, in the scheme of things. <clears throat> and I never, ever regret spending that money. The only thing that sucks about paying for a music subscription is that when you're all done and you stop paying, you have nothing in your library, right? At least when I was collecting CDs, or I guess if you bought music on iTunes, when it's all said and done, you still have that music. But whatever. I don't I don't mind. <sighs> all right. Moving on. Moving on. Moving on. Next section of the podcast, tech that doesn't impress me. All right. Now, the first one is one that you guys are all going to understand, but you never question it. But... I'm not impressed with it anymore. I'm, I'm no longer impressed with it. And that is Wi-Fi. All right. We were introduced to Wi-Fi like what? I don't even know. I don't, I don't know how long Wi-Fi has been around, but I know that we went first went wireless in our lives uh, like 20, 15, 20 years ago. Like, I don't know. And ask yourself this. Like at the time, it was like, oh, this is fucking cool. I can just walk around and be wireless on my phone or on my laptop or whatever and doing the things. But why is it that like since that time, why has why have wireless capabilities really not improved? Like they still, like if you go, you know, you have that one dead spot in your house or you go into that room or you're on the second floor, it doesn't work. Or like when I run the microwave at my house, our Wi-Fi stops working. How has nobody fixed Wi-Fi? How has nobody been like, you know what? Wi-Fi kind of fucking sucks. It's, it, you know, it's only good for like 30 feet. Doesn't go through walls very well. I mean, I can, here's the thing, you guys. In the middle of the night, I can be driving on the highway like two o'clock in the morning and I can pick up a fucking like Christian evangelical radio station from Oklahoma on AM radio. In the middle of the night. And it's bouncing off the fucking 
I don't know, whatever Jay explained. Jay and the Z explained it to me one time. Bounces off the sky or some shit. But I, a fucking radio signal from Oklahoma. But, but I can't get Wi-Fi in the bathroom? Something's not right. Somebody needs to reinvent Wi-Fi because it's shit. It was great 20 years ago. Things have changed. I expect better from the Wi-Fi people. Where the fuck are the Wi-Fi people? You know, it's like, I can't stream midget porn out in the chicken coop, but I can listen to some guy fucking going on about homosexuals down there in Oklahoma. Like, come on. We can do better, society. We can do better. I need a drink here. Hold on. Second thing. Now, this is actually, I don't know if this is a tech that impresses me or a tech that doesn't impress me. I'm not sure where it falls in. There's a podcast I listened to yesterday. It's called Unsung Science. And it's put on by a guy named David Pogue. And I've been a David Pogue fan for a long time. He's kind of like a tech. Originally, he was a tech writer for like New York Times. And he was a tech blogger. And he did tech videos. And, or Wall Street Journal, maybe. I don't know. <clears throat> then he got into the whole podcasting game. But he, originally, he was... I don't even know why I'm telling you his biography. But originally, he was a writer for... Uh, or a, a musician for on broad, Broadway. He was like... He's multi-talented, multifaceted. Great guy. But he's pretty intuitive when it comes to tech stuff. And uh, he has this podcast called Unsung Science, which is about the science in our lives that is kind of like underrated, that nobody talks about. And, and it's it's great. And he, But he did a podcast. This is old, but I just listened to it yesterday. About pop music. More specifically, uh, how pop music is made today. And if you're a music person, if you like pop music or you hate pop music, you should really listen to this podcast. Uh, it's just one. It's just one episode. And um, what's crazy about it is that it has completely changed the way I listen to music. More importantly, it has completely changed my ability to listen to pop music without fucking hating it. And that is not his intent in this pop in this podcast, which I'm going to explain in a second. But that is kind of the end result for me in that I can no longer listen to modern pop music without wanting to smash my brains out. Um, so what he does in this episode is he meets with a guy who is a music producer. Oak Felder is his name. He's got several Grammys. He's very, very popular. Worked with dozens and dozens of very famous pop stars and he sits down and he says okay Oak Felder I want to start I want to work with you from start to finish on a pop song show me how it's done and he's like okay great he said come to me with lyrics for a song and we will make a song right here in the studio and so David Pogue shows up and he's got this well, he actually has three songs but they pick one and he's like, okay, we can work with this. We're going to make a song out of this. And in in the course of two hours, they make a, a fucking hit song. And I'm not going to get into too much detail, but using the magic of computer, it's all done on computers. Every single step of it. At the end of it, 
they take some you know 50 something year old tech bloggers lines and they make a fucking hit song it sounds like anything i could listen to on the radio right now and he breaks down all the different components and the takeaway the major takeaway from all of this is that the and i talked about this a little bit before with max martin is that it's not the artists themselves i mean yes they're performers they're artists but it's these producers who are actually making these songs writing these songs and they're making it sound the way it is and it is 100 percent formulaic it is a formula it is and he walk he, he doesn't hold anything back he's like this is what you do here this is how you layer this and it's all using computers and overlays and changing things and auto tunes and it's all uh, there's nothing natural about it there's no instruments at all other than the computer and I am not at all suggesting that this produ- producer isn't incredibly talented because he is and I'm not saying he's not an artist because he is but at the end of the day the truth is the the real person that deserves all the credit in all of this pop music are these producers unfortunately they all make the same music because they all use the same tools and they all they use the same process anyway unsung science David Pogue, the reason why I'm saying it's tech that doesn't impress me or does impress me, I don't know. It is fucking impressive how the computers all do it, but it doesn't impress me because it's absolutely robbed me of my ability to enjoy, not that I really enjoyed that much pop music, but I can't listen to it now because I hear all the little tricks that they did in the studio and it is completely ruined it. Uh, fascinating, listen to that. David Pogue, Unsug Science, uh, what is the actual name of the podcast that he did here? Hold on. I'm going to find this because I'm always here to help you guys. It's called Grand Finale. A pop song is something. Probably a pop song is born, I'm guessing. But uh, fucking great. <sighs> Where are we at? Okay. Subtle. News. We're going to come back to this new section of the podcast. Subtle, I have more money than brains flexes. Now, here's a little one. People who eat out for lunch every day. I know these people. I work with some of these people. And every single day, they go out for lunch. That's crazy to me. I mean, I'm not going to calculate the math on what they pay for that. I mean, money aside, health-wise, like, that's, that's crazy, isn't it? Like, how hard is it just to put a lunch together? I mean, I get it. Maybe some people want to get out. But, like, go for a walk. And I'm just going to say, the people I know that are going out for lunch every day, they shouldn't be. They're not healthy. Right? And and, and I'm not bragging. I mean, I go play floor hockey every day. Yesterday I played squash. I do something. But I sure as hell don't go out for lunch. I couldn't afford to go out for lunch every day if I wanted to. Because I'm paying for that Spotify membership. I'm just saying. That's a subtle flex, man. It's like more money than brains. Obviously. Uh, I don't get it. And plus, it's just gross. Wouldn't you get tired of eating fast food every day? Well, sometimes they mix it up and they go for Chinese. Which is the grossest food option available. It's 
just gross. Don't even get me going on Chinese food. Like, those chicken balls, the fact that people eat that is fucking revolting. Uh, chicken balls and those uh, egg rolls, that's gross. You couldn't pay me to eat, a, eat an egg roll or a chicken ball. Gross. Fucking gross. All right. Collins small-mindedness. Okay, another new section on the podcast. This is the one where I, sometimes I say things that are a little offensive, a little edgy. How to tell if somebody is a good person or not in five seconds or less. Okay, this is a test that you can use to tell if somebody is a good person or not in less than... This is this is a two-second way to tell if somebody's a good person or not. Ask them their thoughts on composting. If you ask somebody their thoughts on, and they tell you the way that they compost or what their preferred method of composting is, I can guarantee you that's a good person. Right? If you ask them about composting and they go, fuck composting, okay? Not a good person. Now listen to me. Hear me out, you guys. Baby killers and fucking terrorists and, and shit, they don't compost. All right? Because only good people compost. Do you know what I'm saying? Freedom fighters don't compost. Right? Donald Trump, he doesn't fucking compost. Fuck compost, right? That's for the libtards. Only good people compost. I'm going to get a shirt that says that. Only good people compost. Bad people don't compost. They don't give a fuck about their compost. They don't give a shit about their soil makeup and their soil health. They don't care about that. No. Anyway. New section of the podcast. Shit I found on YouTube. No, actually, this is an old section. I'm just bringing it back. There's a couple things I want to share with you that I found on YouTube that I think are worth checking out. Or at least for me. You're not actually going to watch these. But the first one is I'm really into right now dent repair videos on YouTube. Fuck, you know, YouTube shorts is a crazy place. And somehow I fell into the dent repair wormhole and I haven't been able to get my my YouTube short feed out, out of the dent repair video. And I fucking love it. And I'm talking about, I'm not talking about the shit where they use Bondo. I'm talking about these things where you have a dent and then they get, they pull it out with like these, these sticks, these glue, they glue things to it and they pull them out. They pull the dents and they tap them. They have these little metal hammers and they tap them out and tap them in, tap them out, tap them in. And then these special lights with all these lines so they can see that they're getting all the dents right. Fucking cool. They'll take like a brand new car and the guy's like, oh, somebody dinged my door in the parking lot. What am I going to do? And the guy's like, don't worry about it. And like 15 minutes later, he's like, tap, 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 pull, pull, tap, 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 pull, pull. And it looks like brand new. Absolutely incredible. I fucking love it. So satisfying. And those guys are, those guys are magicians, man. And I bet you they compost. I bet you any money. You know who else composts? And this is the second videos that I'm really into right now. Okay, guy named Jeremy Wade. Now, Jeremy Wade, you may know this, but probably not. There used to be a show on back in the day. I think it was like Discovery Channel or Animal Planet or one of those things. It's called River Monsters. Man, I just sit back and I watch all his old shows. This guy had the best fucking job. It's the, it's a, you know, it's a toss-up. Who had the best job ever? It Was it, uh, who was the guy, uh, Anthony Bourdain, right? And Dave Chappelle talked about this. 
Anthony Bourdain, traveled around the world, ate the best food in the world, and met with fascinating people all around the world. That was his job, and he, they made a show about it. He just went and ate fucking great eats, drank good drinks, and like had lunch with the president. Like, fucking cool. And then he hung himself, right? Like, that part's fucked up. But Jeremy Wade, he's still alive, and he made kick-ass, fucking kick-ass videos about catching all the world's largest fish. So cool. So cool. And then he's like, he'll be like, yeah, we're here in, we're here in this freshwater lake in Florida to catch, uh, to catch the, uh, the old, the world's largest, uh, freshwater shark, the bull shark. And it's responsible for killing blah, blah, blah. How many people fucking a year or whatever. And then they catch this giant shark. They'll catch like an 11 foot shark. What's the first thing he does? Fucking jumps in the water with it, you know? And he's like, okay, now look at this beautiful specimen we've got here. And that's just crazy. Crazy. Love that show. Oh, uh, man, I'm at the, I'm at the shop. I got a little bit more to do here. I've got a few more things. Okay. We're going to have to, we're going to have to pause. We're going to have to come back because I don't want to sit in the parking lot while I wrap up this podcast. Anyway, uh, we will we'll chat soon, you guys, and uh, it'll be like it'll be like I never left. All right, bye. All right, where where was I? Where were where were we? Where was we? What are we talking about? Jeremy Wade, River Monsters, something like that. Man, I love that guy. I love that guy. I'm not even a hardcore fisherman, but I love that guy. There's something about like. The, the excitement that comes from just like catching crazy shit that you just you have no idea what's down there, man. You have no idea. And he's catching fish, some like two, three, four times his size, like just insane fish. It's cool. It's really cool. <sighs> anyway, uh, okay, another old part of the part of the podcast that I'm bringing back, called Cooking with Colin. Now, I did something really cool uh, last month. And, you know, like the chili crunch sauce is really trending right now. Like the hot, chili, crunchy, spicy sauce. Uh, I decided I was going to bring my own. And I did. And I had, uh, we got lots of onions. We got lots of garlic, obviously. We got lots of chilies that we dried. So we're like in a prime position to make this shit. And that's what we did. I dehydrated a bunch of stuff, fried some of this, uh, the onions and the garlic and stuff, made it crispy, charred it up. Fucking delicious, you guys. I'm telling you, I'm on to something here. Uh, and you know, you got to remember you bring your MSG, okay? You got to bring it with the MSG. You got to add some of that shit in there because that's what gives it that, that, you know, they, uh, the Japanese word for it is umami. You want that, you want that umami flavor that's what uh, really, I'm just backing up here, letting the car warm up on the way home. She cold outside. You got to warm it up a little bit. If I had a, if I had the new Prius, I could pre-warm it. Maybe. I don't even know. Does the Prius do that? I don't know. But in my mind, in my mind, it would. Anyway, uh, the chili crunch. Oh, so I put that shit on everything. Everything. Love it. Um, what was I talking about? Oh yeah, cooking with Colin. So there's that. So I've been do I made that, jarred that up, 
next time you come to my house, ask me. I'll serve you up a little batch. We'll put it on something. The other thing that I cooked up, kind of cooking. You guys, I mean, the ladies that listen to the podcast, uh, you know, Jackie and Cochran, shout out, shout out to Jackie. Uh, you guys, you guys that cook, you know what I'm talking about. You'll know about this, but sugaring, all right? Sugaring your, your hairs, your nether hairs. It's a thing. Well, we did that in the office at work and we made a little sugar. We heated it up and then we did it on our nose hairs. Uh, whew, whew. Ah, it's hard to talk about. Oh, ah, it, it was a horrible, horrible experience. I burnt the inside of my nostrils. Uh, it, it, uh, oh, it was so bad. My friend, he had a lot of nose hairs, my colleague, and we put the sticks up there and then we yanked them and <laughs> it pulled hard and the nose hairs didn't let go. It didn't pull out and it just jerked his head down. Oh, it was horrible. It was, you know, oh, I should, I should play the audio because it's that bad. Uh, but then anyway, the second time around, he actually did it himself and he had to pull his head, snap his head back at the same time as he pulled down on the sticks to get the nose hairs. And when he pulled it out, it looked like, it looked like a porcupine on this, on the end of a stick. Just these long, thick, black nose hairs with these white little nubs at the end, like the roots or whatever they are. It was something. Anyway, you cook. I call it cooking with Colin because you I have to make this little sugar, and then you heat it up in the microwave. It's the kind of shit we do at work, right? I mean, we're busy at, in the shop. When when uh, when we're not doing other stuff, we're pulling nose hairs. And this is what happens when you get older, you guys. And if I don't know if you can do them in your ears, but I feel like I could use it in my ears too because I get, I got a couple ear hairs that that I swear to God, if I didn't prune those, they would probably be two or three inches long and just white, white as the snow, white as the snow. These these things. Blech. Yeah. Whew. Uh, all right, moving on to the next section of the podcast, you guys cool things I want to do. Now, this is the part of the podcast where I'm talking about things that I want to do. And I've just realized, I've just realized that my, actually my daughter pointed this out. She's like, dad, did you know that you're like the poorest one of all your friends? And I was like, wow, thanks for pointing that out. Now, don't I feel great? Don't I feel great? I've never felt poor in my life. But then she put that into perspective. I'm like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm looking at my circle of friends. And I was like, how the fuck did this happen? She's absolutely right. She's absolutely right. I got a friend right now who shall remain nameless. But he is a longtime listener. A longtime rambler. Who is currently, as we speak, in Champagne. Drinking Champagne. And driving around in the brand new Porsche that he just picked up in Germany to have sent back to Canada. But he gets to drive it for 10 days around Europe. How fucking cool is that? How cool is that? When we talk about things I want to do, I want to do that. I just want to drive around. See, this is the difference between him and I. I'm going to travel around Europe too when I retire. This guy's already retired. This is what we were talking about different wealth lanes you know there's different lanes of wealth 
we are not in the same lane, all right? When I retire, I'm going to travel around Europe too, but I'm going to do it on a fucking bicycle. This guy buys a brand new Porsche to travel around. You know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Man, can you imagine that? Can you imagine? This is the same guy. This is the same guy that only uses his socks once and throws them away, right? Again, different worlds we live in, right? I have another friend who rents a yacht every year somewhere and somewhere exotic in the world and then flies there with his family and then they live and sail around in this yacht for weeks on end. It's like, oh, well, I, my world, I have uh, an inflatable that I got when I was in high school and I take it out to the lake and I f- sail around on that for a couple hours on end with a cold beer in my hand. Both are great opportunities. I'm not... I'm not knocking my opportunity. Great. I enjoy it. I love it. But it's a completely different lane. We're going in the same direction, right? We are just in a different lane. Those guys are like on the Autobahn of life. And I'm just kind of like, I'm in like, I'm in like the, the, the passenger lane, like the green lane where they, they're on like walking and riding beside all the traffic. They're just fucking flying by. A couple of my friends are just literally flying by planes some of us are driving some of us are walking some of us are going the other direction right some of us are stuck i'm okay i'm not complaining i just but i recognize that i'm in a completely different lane all right moving on next section of the podcast see how this goes we just keep banging shit off we got a a little checklist of things in my brain that we need to talk about the next one very little things that make me happy. Now, this is something that I've noticed the last couple hotel stays that I've had. A number of hotels, almost all hotels, are making the shift finally from those little tiny fucking bottles and those little plastic packages of soap that they used to give you. You know, the little thing of conditioner, a little thing of soap, little thing of shampoo and all that. And now they just have wall-mounted units and pump bottles. Why did it take this long to get to this point? This is what I don't understand. Well, how does it... Like, who's fucking finally said, you know what, this is a good idea, we should do this. Why did they not do this 30, 40 fucking years ago? Like, this is, this is a no-brainer. But it makes me happy. All the same. Think about all the waste. The plastic waste and the throwaway bottles and the throwaway shampoos. You know, you use it once and then you throw away the whole bottle. This is just a little pump. You're done. I like that. That's just smart. I applaud all the hotels. And I'm not just talking about crappy hotels doing this. I've stayed in nice hotels that are doing this as well. So I commend them. I like it. Let's keep going with that. It's all about the little things. All right. Uh, but here's the, here's the little things. Little things that piss me off. The first one. And for every yin, there's a yang, right? Uh, the first one is truck commercials on TV. Uh, I am so tired of seeing a guy or a girl driving a fucking pickup truck to the top of a mountain somewhere in the middle of winter and then a helicopter flies overhead or they get out and they go skiing down the mountain or whatever to the top of some crazy, crazy rocky mountain thing, snow-capped, insane 
I'm so tired of seeing that. Uh, who who writes these these commercials? Okay, I got an idea, guys. I want you to really think outside the box on this truck commercial. All right, we got a truck. It's gonna be one person in it, or two people maybe. If we're really you know push the envelope. And we're gonna drive to the top of a mountain. Holy shit, we've never done that before, okay? And then we're gonna have another shot, and we're gonna drop something into the back of the pickup truck. You can't just you can't just set it in there. You have to drop whatever it is—a load of logs or a load of an engine from another vehicle, from our competitor's vehicle, or something. And then and then the third shot, we're gonna tie a rope to a tree, and we're gonna pull it out of the ground. Every fucking truck commercial ever is what that is, okay? Obligatory drive to the top of a mountain, obligatory pull truck out of the ground, and obligatory drop something big and heavy into the back, and make sure you mention largest towing capacity in its class. But that's the rules, that's the blueprint for every fucking pickup truck ad ever. Largest towing capacity in its class, that's, you have to say that. It doesn't matter. Nobody knows. They just say it. Nobody even knows what that means. They just say it like it means something. What like they should do? What they should do is like a more accurate commercial. And what it really should be is like a 55, 50 year old white guy. All right. And what he's doing? He's driving his truck through Northeast Edmonton. All right. But he's coming all the way from Southeast Edmonton, where he, where he lives. And he's driving. He works in the north, and he's driving from the south, and he's stuck in traffic. He's going fucking slow. And on the way there, he stops, and he gasses up his truck, and it costs him $225. Like, Jesus fucking Trudeau. Fuck this fucking Trudeau. And he gets in his F-150, and he's got a fuck Trudeau sticker on the back. Uh... You know, and then he's, and then on the way home, he's on his way, and he can't wait to get home and crack that Molson can of beer. And his wife calls like, "Honey, I need you to get me some Parmesan cheese and garlic bread." And he's like, "Ah, oh, goddamn it! All right." And he stops and he fights in the parking lot. He doesn't can't find a spot that's big enough for his F-150, so he parks over two spots, goes in there and gets in, and fucking drives away and and goes home. That is a much more accurate commercial of what an F-150 driver actually looks like. I don't know anybody that's ever driven anything to the top of any mountain, let alone an F-150 pickup truck in the middle of winter. Okay, and Chevy does this too, Dodge does this too, the Tundra, the Toyota guys, they all fucking do it. Largest towing capacity in its class. Okay. Uh, but a more accurate thing would be like the truck never gets dirty the truck never leaves the city it's only ever one person and they've never once had anything in the back of their pickup truck is a much more accurate statement as i'm as i'm saying this i'm driving down the highway and i just passed a ford f-250 shiny and a one fucking guy in the front nothing in the back driving down the highway it's just commuter vehicle you know it is Oh, anyway, I'm just saying the 2024 Toyota Prius is my new dream vehicle. It is the nicest vehicle, and it also happens to have the largest towing capacity in its class. Okay, we're not ready in Alberta for the plug in or for like a hybrid, not a hybrid, just the full plug in 
revolution. We're not, and I love them. I would love to have one, but like right now, it's minus thirty. Uh, it would fucking kill me every day to drive my vehicle to work, a hundred percent charged up, and I and I know it probably wasn't expensive for me to charge it up, but five ten dollars. I get there and I've got. By the time I get here and I drove for half an hour in minus thirty, I've already lost. You know. 20% of my charge, 30% of my charge. And then it sits here all day and I lose another 30%, 40% of my charge. And then I drive home and I lose another 20% of my charge. And by the time I get home, I need to fully recharge what should have only used 10%. It's the cold that's fucking these batteries over. The technology is there, but not for this kind of weather. So we, what I mean by that is we're just not ready yet. Maybe the batteries, I'm sure, I know they're going to improve and they'll be able to resist that cold. But right now, it's not the answer. I think hybrids are the way to go. That's why my dream vehicle is a 2024 Toyota Prius, as I said before. <clears throat> All right. Things no guy ever said. Hey, honey, let's watch that new Amy Schumer movie. She's hilarious. No guy ever said that. Ever. No guy thinks that Amy Schumer's funny, and no guy ever wanted to watch an Amy Schumer movie. <clears throat> I only say that because I saw she's in the news and she has there's something wrong with her. And Yeah. Alright, there's a joke there somewhere, but uh whatever. Anyway, you guys, this is a good time for me to wrap it up. Uh, you guys, I'm on my way to Costco right now, so maybe I'll have something new for you when we when we uh, we get back in. We'll see. But in the meantime and in between time, you guys, thanks as always for joining me on my drive. You made it quick, painless. I love you guys. To uh, my friends traveling far and beyond, I will stay in my lane. Don't worry. I won't hold you guys back. Take care, keep your hands on the wheel, we'll see you next time. Yeah, she was the rose of Spanish Harlem, mama, see the back you pardon. Made stakes at a faster rate than she fornicates. Good traits of genius, got us a black Venus. Grab niggas angry cause they can't get between us. To those selections, move complexion, lexicon, Lexington. Parents came from Cuba, part Mexican, pure sweet. Don's fell to her feet, she like Movado. And shook her hips like Delgado. And broke niggas down from the ground to Apollo. And then some, she took her accident to dim sum. And waited patiently while the businessmen come. Born late on purpose, got even politicians nervous. And made plans to infiltrate the street secret service. This gentle flower, fertility was a power. Sweet persona, Venus flytrap prima donna. Que sera, que sera, she turned Janeiro to Janeiro. Hey, I'm standing at the bar with a Guantanamera. I think she's hiding me from far. Guantanamera.